It's me, Mary Hannah. Me, Ayafa. And me, Wanipa. We hope you guys are doing well. Um, Today we're going to be talking about something that's fairly topical, the idea of religion in the public space, public space, excuse me, um, in art, in music, in social media, and how we react as religious people to religious outrage and all that sort of thing. But before that, we're going to have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for another time where we talk about your word and about what's going on in the world. Lord, we pray that you will help us to get our points across well and you just spark conversation with our listeners as well. Just help us to always renew our mind and to think about things through your eyes and in all that we do, all that we say, let it be compassionate and always representing you in the best light as we can. In my name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Before we do that, I've just thought of a fun icebreaker since we're talking about like religious outrage and things. I want to know you guys like most unpopular religious opinion. So something that's like very Christianese, but like you're just like, I'm just not here for it. I don't know what mine is. I thought of one that I was like, "Mm, do I really think that? So I'm not sure. (laughs) Okay, give us the example of the one that you're not sure if you think so we can get an idea of the sort of thing. The sort of thing. Okay, so I was thinking like before I used to be like, so um men should be in the church like it's not the role of a woman to be anybody anybody's like jesus which i still agree with but i also feel like sometimes it's important to engage with people even if on like on a platonic sphere who like aren't involved in church but at the same time i'm like i wouldn't date somebody who is not in Mm -hmm. church if you know what i mean so it's like Mm -hmm. i don't really think that you know what i mean okay i got my unpopular opinion i've got okay I've Contra- got one too. Have you got it? You okay. go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, actually, you guys go first. I want to hear yours. Uh-huh. Okay. My uncontroversial, no, my controversial opinion will not come as a surprise to anyone, but God will not make you rich necessarily. <laughs> and that's all yeah. I have to say. No, I agree. God is not a bank, God is not your ATM. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, mine's like I don't know. It's churchy slash cultural, mostly Nigerian churches or African churches. Pastors should oh. not get the extra comfortable seats. <laughs> I agree with that. Everyone can be I sitting agree. where they want to. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. I right, just thought That's of another fun. one. Okay, you, you go ahead. Rich. Okay, I can go ahead. Um, mine was gonna. Mine was going to be. Um, I personally do not feel like there's a specific formal etiquette in terms of clothing that has to be observed when you go into church. Like we've talked about this so many times, but contrary to like certain black or not even black Christian, certain Christian spheres, like I don't need to be wearing a midi bodycon dress and a little pump to go to church. Like I can, I can just wear jeans. Literally. Yeah, I remember when I came back from uni and that, like, before then, I just used to wear heels to church because I used to be in choir. And it was so nice not wearing heels. I used to go to church in my dogs. No, all really. All the time. Like, you'll see me at church in my Calvin Klein jean slides and a little off the shoulder. <laughs> Even a bit of shoulder. My other controversial opinion was going to be that your pastor is not God. 
But, yeah, I feel like that should be less controversial, but some of y'all ain't hearing me right, so. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Okay, so now that we've broken the ice a little bit, it will come to no surprise to y'all who are listening. Um, All that's been going down and popping off on the Twitter Twitter sphere, (laughs) I can't even speak English, Twitter universe this past week here. Um, So how do y'all feel? I guess the first question is, the whole, I guess the big elephant in the room is the whole Lil Nas X video, that whole situation. But like, apart from that, or I guess if you want to talk about that, you can. How do you feel about religious outrage to things in a social media or artistic space? Um, well, I personally haven't watched the video. Mm-hmm. So I can't talk too much about that because I don't want nightmares. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I think in general... Um, religious outrage over things. I think the first thing to do is to think what what is the outrage about, mm-hmm. and I think I think outrage is valid, and like there's no one can really police how people react to stuff, and that yeah. is the point of art and music videos and just anything that is put out things on YouTube or any social media for people to react and Mm -hmm. give their opinion because you don't just watch things and just leave it but um yeah I think a lot of the controversy was people not one not understanding what his quote-unquote art was representing Mm -hmm. and the story he was trying to portray behind it Mm. and two was the outrage fanning more people to go and watch that video that you're so much cursing because it offends you and it's just like people love outrage we know all these companies bank off outrage during the pandemic especially so I think feeding into it even like people loads of people go and hate watch and that has been boosting his sales he's making more money because (laughs) of all the comments that you're putting in the YouTube The more you comment, the more it gets pushed. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's all I have to say for now. What do you think, Monipa? Yeah, I think I agree. And I also think that a lot of the times Christian outrage is misplaced. Mm -hmm. I think we were were talking about this, um, this before, sort of that we can't really expect to hold non-Christian people to standards that we would adhere to as christians when it comes to for example how we use religious imagery or how we treat um figures like god or the devil because you know mh was saying earlier for example to us obviously you know the devil is scary and all these things (laughs) like i'm not gonna get into it but like essentially like it's it's kind of deep but to someone who doesn't believe in god doesn't believe in christianity to them the devil is just like a, like a, a yeah, figure a character, a character mm-hmm. exactly kind of like um greek mythology yeah exactly exactly and that's how someone else would view would view satan in that way so it's like although i can i'm not gonna lie like i watched the video and it's not something that i personally would watch again and it's like i'm not gonna buy them shoes but that's because of my understanding of who the devil is but for someone else creating content like I can't be mad that someone is putting out something like that when it doesn't hold the same gravity to them. Mm. So yeah, I I feel like maybe if 
he had put himself out to be some sort of Christian influencer and then was making <laughs> content that was very much contrary to that. Yeah, then I feel like, you know, because I was, I was also thinking about, you know, because obviously Jesus is meant to be our number one example. Like, when did Jesus show outrage? And I feel like there's definitely a distinctive feature it's that he showed the most rage when people who were holding themselves out to be religious leaders were then acting in a way that was hypocritical to that. So, for example, like the Pharisees, he was calling them whitewashed tombs, brood of vipers and everything. But I, mm-hmm. I think that's because their conduct was so harmful in the sense that they were directly misrepresenting God by pretending to be his representatives. So, yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's really something to think about. No. I 100% agree with what the girls have said. And before um, we started this recording, I was just looking and trying to look at scriptures that talk about like religious sort of like responses to, I think things that we can, we as religious people can interpret as scary. And something that I had bookmarked in the past was Isaiah 8, 12 and 13. And it says, this is, well, okay, Isaiah, just for a little bit of context, is part of the prophetic books of the Old Testament. So they're mostly about prophecy. Um, and Isaiah the prophet is essentially saying that this is what the Lord gave to him as a warning. Don't call everything a conspiracy like other people do and don't live in dread of what frightens them. Make the Lord of heaven's armies holy in your life. He is the one you should fear. He is the one who should make you tremble. Um, And I think we'll talk about like the fear of God and what that means and religious fear a little bit later. But in response to like the whole Lil Nas X thing, again, as Winifa said, like, he's not a religious person. I mean, he grew up in a religious background, which I didn't know. I only found that out today. Um, and so understanding how he is attempting to like subvert religious imagery, I understand that as an artist. But I think Christians, again, like myself included here, like it's so easy to hold other people accountable to standards that they just don't live up they to. They do sign up to. Up to. Yeah. And I just think like that's just so important that we have to remember that we are not the center of the world. Not only, I mean, our religious beliefs may be what is most re- represented where we live, but in terms of, like, actually being active and being like Christ in the world, like, I am not the center of the world. Like, my beliefs are not the center of the world living like Christ is. So if people are engaging with something that is, quote-unquote, offensive to me. To me, it wasn't offensive. Like, I haven't watched the video. I only saw what Twitter put out there. And I was just like, oh, this is really interesting. And I just didn't care because, because <laughs> I me, mean, for personally, I just didn't care in terms of, like, I don't really listen to his music. Like, he's not one. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, literally. And I, I don't know. I feel like the whole thing about like Satan being scary and things like that, or Satan being a force to be reckoned with is very biblical. But I feel like for me, I'm so unoccupied with Satan as something to fear in my life. If you, if that, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, like I'm very much aware of like what scripture says about how, what we fight against is not just flesh and blood, but um, spiritual principalities. I a hundred percent agree with that. But I think people have this sort of glamorized view of Satan as if like, satan first of all satan is an omnipresent so that means he's not everywhere all the time a lot of the evil that exists in the world is orchestrated by satan but just because you fell over your car broke down doesn't mean it's satan like we give satan too much power and stronghold in their lives literally so i'm like i'm just generally not i'm not preoccupied with that um but yeah so i feel like as manipa said maybe the average is a little bit displaced and then also like you're talking about something you don't like, but then you're going to watch it and sharing all about it. As Ayanta also said, like, I just think <laughs> Lil Nas and his team, like, they were banking on religious fundamentalists or whatever the people are calling them or evangelicals or whatever it is to react. And, like, imagine if just, like, how, I guess, a, a lot of people who I've seen who are Christian just didn't have anything to say about it. Um, 
Mm. Imagine if everybody just took that approach. It would like what a like it would have just been so it would have been embarrassing for the team and like we would have all just been like nobody cares. Do you know what I mean? Like it's because everybody's <laughs> responding to it that it's become a thing. Because I was just like, oh really? Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i think as well like my initial reaction to it was like was kind of like shock just because i don't know them them type of things that give me heebie-jeebies on a mm. personal level like you know what i mean like it's not something that i'm comfortable seeing mm-hmm. and like not something that i personally would promote but <laughs> as well i think the, like I just didn't really feel a need to to say anything about it like on social or anything and like mm-hmm. put my energy into that like I talked to to people about it who who like asked me and stuff like that but I, I think I completely lost my train of thought you're talking about okay, how it okay yeah I yeah I think the reason I just felt like I really couldn't be bothered to start any sort of public discourse on it or to join in on what people were saying or to give my two cents is one, because of the specific context in terms of, you know, considering maybe what led him specifically to make this video. And I know there was a whole history behind it. So I was like, listen, like, I don't want to get involved in that because I do think that the church needs to like acknowledge its failings that kind of led to this sort of visceral reaction Mm -hmm. but also because sometimes I think we have to consider what our outrage is gonna do or like whether Mm -hmm. it's gonna bring about anything productive because I often think like when Christians are arguing with people on the timeline about oh (laughs) you're going to hell if you watch this video if you buy these shoes and stuff I'm thinking but is anyone being convinced or moved by what you're saying like you telling people they're going to hell clearly is going to invoke an adverse reaction from them so i just think sometimes it's like you can complain about it like to vent to get your feelings out but what have you achieved like is there anything else more productive you could be using Mm -hmm. your time to do you know Mm -hmm. but on the other hand i do feel like um like if people are offended then let them I don't feel like it should be it, everything needs to be public discourse. Like yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. for a reason. That's yeah, what I 100%. mean. But I also feel like because people are offended by the video, you should say that they it's because of something else entirely. Like some people were offended by the video, and then people were saying it's because it's because of directly of how Leonard's ex decides to live his life, or that certain decisions oh, he's people made. were saying oh you hate the video because you're homophobic yeah oh. yeah oh i know what you mean yeah oh yeah i also just wanted to mention i was um i was reading this article and i'm scrolling and i've completely lost the title so apologies to whoever i'm about to plagiarize but um <laughs> the the author was saying that you know when it comes to outrage we're so focused on defending the bible that we've lost sight of christ and i think that's mm-hmm. so true in so many ways like it's like we're coming at it as like an like an intellectual discourse or like it's it's the mm-hmm. bait club like we're trying to fight people for the sake of being able to say that you know my side won and like mm-hmm. he was also just saying like you know expecting the world to conform to your interpretation of mm-hmm. life which you see through the lens of Christ doesn't make sense because not even all Christians agree with you know your lens of the bible and like ultimately if our goal is to demonstrate god's love we really need to like 
examine the ways that we're doing that and whether you know fighting with people on twitter etc is is gonna bring light to that Mm -hmm. and i just do want to be clear though that's not not to say that you know if you're christian that you can't try to tell people about god or that you're not allowed to be offended by anything that you see Mm -hmm. or that you know because you know we're called to be salt and light of the earth and to kind of lead by love and be an example but i think that's the key to lead by love i -hmm. think if the way you're doing it is is by trying to like strong arm people who already aren't on the same page as you like it's a bit of a futile exercise yeah yeah i definitely agree um i think that brings me to i guess like our next question which is like how do you guys therefore apart from like i guess social outrage how do you think people christians or religious people christians primarily should engage or how do you engage with beliefs that like affront your own? I know when I was on my TL this week, I saw a lot of like very anti-religious, specifically anti-Christian sentiments, which um, I don't know. I had mixed feelings about them. Like a part of it was sort of apathetic. Other parts were like, oh, this is literally enough. I try not to read it as an affront against me, which I guess mm. we can discuss later. But how do you engage with that? It's a really difficult one. Like, I'm not going to lie. Um, to be honest, like, seeing a lot of the stuff people were saying about Christians, like, I did find it quite hurtful, and obviously, like, I'm not trying to say that, you know, the hurt I experienced from reading those tweets had, and, like, is anything compared to what, for example, he suffered growing up in the Mm -hmm. church, like, I'm not trying to say that, but I think it's, it's also fair if, you know, you have a belief system or a way of life and people are kind of, Um, attacking it in a very derogatory way especially when you know you feel like everyone is being painted with one broad brush but you know that's neither here or there people aren't going to get into the specifics of oh you know abc number one two three christian believe Mm -hmm. this and attack them specifically but i think um the key is what you said mh to try not to put yourself directly in that situation and to kind of respond or interact with humility and to to kind of realize that you know people are all at different places people are all seeing the world in different ways and just because someone doesn't accord with your way of seeing things doesn't mean that you have the right to hate them or that Mm -hmm. they're any less valuable or respect worthy i think it's important to be able to separate you know what someone's opinion might be of you from how you see and love and respect them as a human being Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, I very much agree. I think a lot of the discourse is you feeling that you're defending yourself, you're defending your beliefs. Yeah. But Jesus doesn't need anyone to defend. Oh, tell him again. Tell him again, babe. I have that written down in my notes. Literally, same. But I said God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like he doesn't need anyone to defend him. And like, truth. He is true. And um, it's also the type of thing... I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> we can move on. Mm-hmm. It should come back. Okay. okay, if it comes back, let us know. But how about you, MH? Um, I agree with what both of you have said. Um, I think even scripture talks about that. Again, I was looking at passages that deal with the whole idea of people believing. Contrary to what you believe in Second Timothy 4, 3... Paul's writing, I think it's Paul, it might be Timothy, I was a bit confused with who was writing what, 
because of the titles, but whoever's writing it, it's one of them. Um, and it says, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine instead to suit their own desires. They will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. And I think regardless of how people read Christianity or religion or society in general, it's evident that we have a high tolerance for everything except for the things that don't fit what we want to hear, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So it's mm-hmm. like we're the whole, I think, at least in my understanding of it, the climate of our culture is everything is cool until you're everything it goes against Disagrees. my everything, then yeah. it's hatred, yeah. and then you're a bigot. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, and I think, <laughs> and let me tell you, that jump from disagree to bigot <laughs> is getting increasingly smaller. <laughs> it's less of a jump and more of a sidestep, dare I say. <laughs> a tiptoe. <laughs> and I think, I don't want you guys to, the people who are listening to this, our listeners to say that there isn't, obviously, opportunity, or there, there is no importance in talking about beliefs that are so rigid that they don't make allowances for anybody's humanity and experience. And I think that's the most, at least for me, that's the sort of thing I'm trying to remember. I mean, a lot of the stuff that I saw online, people were sharing their own negative sort of interaction with religion and Christianity specifically. And it's the sort of thing where like, the thing about religion and about with God, I think God and in our in my relationship with Christ at least, is that so much of it is ex- ex- it, like it's it's based on experience you know mm-hmm. so i can't say that somebody else's experience of god or it's experience of how exactly of religion is less valid i can just say that that's your experience i do not know my the christian circles that i grew up in did not perform in that manner like i wasn't in any place where people were saying if you go to hell you like if you you're gay you're gonna burn in hell like literally i never heard that like i i just didn't hear that in the circles mm-hmm. that i grew that's the sort of thing i started to hear when i got into social media so like that I just never I never heard of that so it's the sort of thing where now as a Christian like I understand that people have very very adverse like sort of relationships um with Christianity and so I don't read it as a personal affront and also I think I don't read it as a personal affront one as um I said because I don't think God or Jesus needs any defense like I always think when I see people tweeting it's like imagine God and his grandeur and his majesty you think he's like like not to trivialize our experiences but it's like you me cursing god's name to me it's like a little kid coming to push you because you didn't give them an m&m you're like okay you push me but i can knock you out do you know what i mean like i'm not trying to i'm not trying to make light of it a bit but it's just like i don't think god is like out here like oh yo they need to be in a boxing ring for me one and two it's the sort of thing where, like, people can talk, at least, again, in my opinion, people can talk and share their experiences about Christianity, but I never want you to be able to say that about me, and I live my life in that way, because you yes. can't say Christians are like this, but you know me as a Christian, and you know that I was there for you when you needed help, and you know that I was this or that, or I reflected Christ mm. when you interacted with me, so that's why I'm more concerned about, because, I mean, it doesn't take somebody to be religious to be bad, just as it doesn't take somebody to, quote, to be religious to be good. I think so much of it is based on experience and not just experience within a religious circle, but the one-on-one experience you have with somebody. So that's how I interact mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And, and what you said about, you know, it's about how I interact with people on a daily, how I represent Christ in my own life, I think is the most important thing. 
Mm-hmm. I think sometimes when you do see comments and stuff, especially from people you know being like, oh, Christians are this, Christians are this, like, it makes me tense up for a sec because I'm like, do they think that of me kind of mm-hmm. thing? But at the same time, it's like, as long as I know that I'm treating everyone in a loving way and as well, like, acknowledging the fact that there are many people who are Christians who are treating people in horrendous ways and mm-hmm. so I can understand where the sentiment is coming from. I'm like... I have peace with that, you know, because in the same way that I can't control people's opinions who aren't Christians, I also unfortunately can't control the behavior of people who are Christians or hold themselves mm-hmm. out to be Christians yeah. and act in, an, in a way that's tarnishing, tarnishing the name in general. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we mentioned it a little bit in our um, um, Christianity, white man's religion um, episode but people do look at things through the lens of Western world. So people still continue with the whole argument that why are you guys defending a religion that um, that basically forced you into it or this wouldn't have happened if they weren't colonised and all of that stuff. And I think sometimes you don't need to debate things like people can have an opinion and let it, and it can be purely an opinion. Yeah. I think it's just a general thing. I, Nella Rhodes, I like did a video and how, like, if she says, "Oh, I like grapes," people, people were like, you, "Why don't you yeah. like strawberries?" Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. so horrible. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. strawberries deserve more. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so and I, I think it is the type of thing where like we also. Like people strive to be in echo chambers within social media, even as much as social media creates echo chambers. When there's a disagreement, people are so used to having echo chamber with people like reaffirming your beliefs mm-hmm. that they feel uncomfortable. Mm. I think sometimes we have to get used to being uncomfortable and yeah. not having everyone agree with what we believe. Because that's life. Yeah, 100%. because that is life. And that goes to Christians as well as people who aren't Christians, because like even the Bible says to Christians specifically, like not everyone's going to agree with you. Like people are going to hate you literally. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I don't know how I'm going to be that in my feelings when that happens. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. you know, that's just the way the cookie comes. You're not always going like, to blend in. Yeah, yeah. Like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a tricky thing. I think it's sort of like allowing yourself to be human and be like, oh, that's a bit offensive. Especially if it's like people that you like or whatever, what offensive in quotation marks, um, that you're friends with, like engaging with things that are perhaps like, seem to like directly affront what you, like an integral part of your character. But then again, mm. it's just like, I, like I just always say like, people can bash, like I'm trying to aspire to live a life where people can bash institutionalized religion all of that but you will never be able to affront my character like Period. how i live like, you can like you can say everything that's what i'm trying to them, be like like yeah. you know what i mean like people can say whatever they want to say about jesus who jesus was like people the jews were expecting a militant leader the romans had no concept of a messiah and were just like we don't know what this whole situation is but he causing drama you know what i mean like people didn't like him <laughs> for so many reasons and it's just like if i'm trying to like I don't know, like, just... Please everyone. Yeah, you're just gonna... like, be mm -hmm. everything to everyone. Mm -hmm. It's one of them where it just has to be, like, as for me and my household. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because realistically, what can you do? Literally, literally. And as Ayanthe said, like, I really just feel like 
as Christians, because I don't know the people who listen to this podcast if they're not religious, but to everyone who's listened to this podcast, specifically if you're a Christian, we've got to be so comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like, there yeah. are going to be things in scripture and people are going to bring up so many things and you're just going to have to be able to, like, sit with your discomfort and not knowing all the mm. questions and, like, no, sitting exactly. with your discomfort for your whole life. And I think that's actually okay. Like, it's okay. Yeah, so um, moving on from that, I think something that has come out as well from all of these discussions and the whole topic of outrage is people saying, why don't why don't Christians get the same outrage as people who are non-Christians? So, for example, um, Derek Jackson, who was who professes to be a Christian online and has been representing a certain persona and came out that he was cheating on his wife. Mm. Like, why didn't Christians? Why weren't they all up in arms? Why weren't they reacting the same way as they were to someone who wasn't Christian and who wasn't representing, quote-unquote, Christians in a public light? Mm. Mm. So what do you think? Do you think there even is a reason for public outrage or a Christian outrage for such things? Personally, I think with the Derek Jackson situation is there's a whole lot of, in the way I read it, there's a lot of uh, various factors that go into it. One, I don't, I'd never heard of him. Like, I'd never seen his content before. I'd seen it, but didn't realize he was the same man. So I was so clueless with who this man was. I never even watched the video, literally. Never seen him. Literally. So I was just like, sorry to this man for real and his wife and his marriage. Um, so for me, I think if he is, like, was really involved in, like, religious circles, the one first thing I'd be saying is just the various stuff about, like, misogyny, X, Y, Z, um, responses to things like that. But also, I just feel like, I don't know. I don't know if he didn't get outrage because my TL and things is fairly mixed of like religious people, people who are completely anti-religion, like young people, old people, white evangelicals who have like left their circles, different stuff like that. So I think maybe Christians don't give outrage. One, because the market for Christian gossip is still fairly small at the moment. Like you still have those pages that will like engage with things, but like a lot of the people who are maybe, like, the big actors in, like, Western Christianity, whether they're, like, um, the Joel Osteens of the world or, like, the black theological people like mm-hmm. J.M.R. Tisby are just not talking about that sort of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. the most that they'll say is probably just, like, any person who is defiling um, or, like, not being faithful to their partner is no reflection of Christ. Like, that's what they mostly say. So I mm-hmm. think, like, the outrage that we... The lack of outrage that we see in terms of Christian circles is partly maybe because of misogyny in terms of like directly calling Mr. Jess, Jason out, but also because maybe the people who are the biggest voices on like theological or like religious topics just don't have anything to say in that regard. I mean, I think, Oh, I mean, you've already heard my opinions on outrage and whether I think it's even a useful tool or not. But just kind of moving away from outrage and maybe talking more about, like, condemnation. um, Mm. I think then in that situation, there is a case to be made for distinguishing between a Christian and a non-Christian doing things. Because, like, you know, the Bible is clear that you know judge not lest you be judged but then Mm -hmm. in the new testament when it's talking about you know our interactions with other believers or within the church there is a call for kind of like 
I guess, righteous condemnation or like making sure that, you know, people are living by the standards that they've set themselves up to be and kind of making sure that we approach them in love but firmly. And Mm -hmm. so like, um, similar to MH, to be honest, I didn't really see commentary from Christians on either. If anything, I saw more about Derek Jackson, but that's just because like people were making like memes and stuff like that. (laughs) But in terms of like the Lil Nas X situation, I don't really follow any Christians on Twitter who are like very, um, very conservative, I guess. And so like all the commentary I saw from other Christians who I follow was either not saying anything about it at all or like just saying, I understand why people are offended. But at the same time, like I understand why he made the video, that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. And so Mm -hmm. I guess my assessment of the level of outrage that was shown to each situation is not accurate because it's not like I didn't really like look at the hashtag or anything on either of the situations and try to see what what people were really saying and stuff like that but I do think as as a rule of thumb I think what Derek Jackson did for (laughs) me was (laughs) (laughs) just mad it was just mad and I think the fact that I mean I don't even want to tell their story for them because again I didn't watch the full video of him confessing or whatever I didn't watch his reaction video to his own confession. What a mad, mad, mad narcissist. <laughs> what a madman. No, for real, but from what from the small things I gathered, his wife seems in a very vulnerable place emotionally and psychologically. And I think so the damage he's done to her, like God will do with him. But I think the fact that he was doing all this while holding himself out to be a Christian and even a Christian giving manly dating advice or whatever nonsense books he was publishing like Mm -hmm. and that's not to say that christians can't make mistakes but i think when you're kind of doing something that's that malicious Mm -hmm. and continual but at the Mm -hmm. same time deceiving people that you know the answers and you're giving guides on godly living and stuff like god will deal with you (laughs) don't worry yeah so yeah but i do also think that you know i guess people had more of like a um what's the word i'm looking for reaction a, yeah like a, ah reaction an, an outburst to the mm-hmm. lil nas x thing because it was more like it's something so visual mm-hmm. and i guess something mm-hmm. that people are not used to at all like um i guess this whole idea of like satan in the mainstream or like satan being a central central figure was only really associated with like satanists before yeah. and that was kind of like a very like fringe like you know counterculture outside a mm-hmm. movement it's not <laughs> something that you would ever really come across like imagery of satan etc unless you were actively went out looking for it so i think people were just like shocked to see that in the mainstream whereas like black men cheating nothing changed nothing new black christian men cheating same old nothing changed <laughs> nothing new like people weren't shocked people were like irritated and like like gosh wtf and like Mm -hmm. this is really bad but like if i'm being honest the shock value on a scale of one to ten it was sitting (laughs) at a two steadily maybe his books that he was writing about being a faithful black man and maybe his black men don't cheat t-shirt was pushing up to did he have that did he have a black man don't yes someone posted a picture of him and they said this aged badly about um about how to like revive your marriage oh save it (laughs) Pack it in. Save it. Hang it and up. You know, I even saw the most disgusting tweet from someone who said, oh, Christian girls are the best to date because you'll <laughs> cheat on her and then she'll start talking about forgiving. And I said, you people are wicked. God will deal with you. 
All I know is that I am personally... But y'all let me not say that before I get in trouble. All I know is that me personally, I do not subscribe to such a title of Christian woman. I will mm. go to the penitentiary. Mm. No, that's the thing. That's I the will thing. go to prison. You know that song by Odile, which is like, police, um, <laughs> officer, police. I, I think, think that the word that she did, 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 did. last night was because of was me. Because of me. I will. I will. Oh. You think you'll go out and do cheating and do me dirty and I'll come and talk about my bonnet of salvation or whatever. Mm-mm, baby, we'll have it out. My slipper will be flung across the room. Don't worry about it. <laughs> She'll now be lecturing, lecturing me saying, you know, for better or for worse. Mm? That's what, guys, this is, I don't know if this is going to make it into the podcast, but um, that's why I always joke with my friends. I'm so ready to be a single mom because I'm not sure if I'm ready to say for better or for worse. Sure. The thing is, though, like, where did that I'll for better or for, for better. worse line even come from? <laughs> for better. For better and for best. <laughs> for better for better and bestest. <laughs> Ideal. <laughs> Not really. I feel like I'll stay with you through health and through health. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that video of... <laughs> Of this woman on TikTok, and she's like the the mean girl that bullied you in high school, giving her parents wedding speech. It's the funniest no. thing ever. She's like mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I need to find it. It's so funny. And the thing is, it's actually like a white woman parodying a white woman, which is my favorite type of TikTok comedy. yeah so as i was saying like i think the reason that the lil nas x thing got such a visceral reaction was because it was something so visual Mm -hmm. um but you know i kind of mentioned at the start of the episode religious imagery holds different weight for different people whether they believe or not so what do you think about religious imagery being used in i guess a secular or non-religious sphere um, personally, I feel like religious imagery being used is no is nothing new. It's not it's not a novelty to like to like artistic expression. Um, and so, in the case of Lil Nas, I think it's it, critically thinking. It makes sense why he would use an image that has been used to be so damning towards him and subvert it. Mm. Subversive mm. imagery is nothing like new. Like it exists Maybe. in various cultures, yeah, and in various ways, whether it's through language and sort of how that is used to represent something that it's supposed to oppose, or as you've mentioned, Vanita, through of the visual arts. Um, and so, yeah, I think, like, religion, we have to understand that religion is just such a complex thing because to people, like, to us, it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's how we sort of structure our lives and see the world. To other people, it's a tool. It's a means of indoctrination. For other people, mm-hmm. it's literally something to gain inspiration from. It's an aesthetic. It's something that they engage very freely and sort of, universally with so people have various understandings of religion and obviously that's gonna manifest in different ways um in one's life including their art including their music and so i think just on a terms of very sort of critically thinking or trying to be as objective as possible religious imagery it makes sense why it's either used or subverted or whatever so i think that's something that people should 
consider before damning someone as a satanist again like i don't really know how people responded to the little nas video because i just don't engage with like i saw more people talking about i can't wait for christians to do this than actually people who were religious commenting on it so i don't know yeah. if that says more about Same. like my twitter feed or actually what christian people in where i live or whatever who i follow are like but yeah that's my opinion on it so yeah guys that brings us to the end of our episode about sort of um christian outrage i guess that's the best way to sum up what we've talked about i think this was defo a bit of a difficult one and it's definitely one that people have a lot of different opinions about and we're always open to hearing your thoughts so you know let us know through our social media channels what you thought if you had any different opinions etc etc um as always, you can reach us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Let God Podcast. We are now coming to our kind of mid-season point, and we kind of want to maybe, you know, come with some fresh ideas, do a few new things, but we always want to hear what you guys want us to talk about. So keep using the anonymous submissions form. We hopefully you realize that we have been taking your suggestions on board and have been answering your questions and stuff like that. But yeah, keep adding to it. And we will see you, not really see you, you will hear us next week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.